I'm Johan Momsen. This is Rugby Wrap Up. Rugby Wrap Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rugby Odds, starring former WWE champion John Bradshaw Layfield. God's gift to rugby, gift a Baylou of the Gift Time Rugby Network, and featured guest, former Nola Gold head coach Nate Osborne. Hi. And welcome back. If you're just joining us for the first time, the way TRO, the Rugby Odds, works is that I do the hard stuff, the heavy lifting in the first part of the show, recapping last week, while my colleagues, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, uh, Nolanate Osborne, the former coach of the NOLA Gold, and the gift to rugby, gift uh, a Belu, all just do what they want, lazily loaf about the green room. And then I bring him in. So let's get right to what happened last week. First up, the Austin Gilgronies. That juggernaut in the West took their perfect record into Atlanta, and many thought they'd leave with that perfect record intact. Thing is, nobody told last year's Eastern Conference champs that this was in the script. Atlanta serves notice that the Rattlers are quite possibly the league's best team with a convincing 29-14 victory at the Snake Pit. Then it was the New England Free Jacks with their home opener in Quincy, Massachusetts. Welcoming in the on the road again, Toronto Arrows on the road again. And in weather that was more suited for an outdoor NHL game between the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs and had sideline reporter Mike Petrie cuddling with Woogie and Jack's Rangers just to survive. It was the wicked smat play of Bo Dean Walker and Slade McDowell that helped Boston beer sales go up tenfold on Saturday in New England. But Toronto showed grit, earning a key bonus point at death. Final score, 21-15 FJs. The Nola Gold went into Dallas to face the Jackals. And most of us experts predicted a lopsided win for New Orleans. And after they marched out to a 24-5 lead, we were all patting ourselves on the back. But the Jackals showed determination and resilience, bouncing back and made this squeaky bum time, as Steve Lewis would say at the end, and almost pulled off a major upset. The Gold hold on and win, though. 32-26. The up-and-down Houston Sabercats welcomed in the equally frenetic Seattle Seawolves in a battle of teams trying to find their identity and an important victory. USA Rugby legend Danny Barrett did his part with great defense and a long run in the open field, and despite it coming down to the wire, the home team held on 21-19. But all was not lost for Broccoli guys CJ and Tony Ridnell as they can take solace in the bonus point the Sea Wolves earned. Rugby New York was back home in their neighborhoodie stadium, JFK Stadium, the home of Frank Sinatra, not the stadium, but the town of Hoboken. And in came the Western Conference powerhouse that is the San Diego Legion. San Diego had to deal with a cross-country flight, cold snowy wind, daylight savings time changes, and a lack of long johns. Yet, they still almost came away with an exciting win. But New York won the battle of the cold-blooded kickers as Jack Hyten outkicked the perfect or almost perfect 
Joe Peterson, including the game-winning penalty goal at death. New York wins 26-23. Finally, it was the Mountain Men of Utah going into Hollywood. And the hometown L.A. Giltinis, who are really dinged up, couldn't hold a lead as the Utah Warriors rampaged their way back to a statement win 28-19. Kudos to Sean Pittman and co. for getting their Warriors back on the warpath. Funny thing, the two teams named after a drink both lost. Maybe there's something to that. I don't know. In the meantime, we'll take a quick break and come back with our guys out of the green room after this. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back with John Bradshaw Layfield calling in from Pennsylvania. Nate Osborne down in Australia. Gifte Beilu in Brazil. And yours truly in New York City, gentlemen. We got to get the elephant in the room addressed. And that elephant, after we all had three ties on the weekend, is the elephant that is the giant wooden spoon for none other than John Bradshaw Layfield for going <laughs> 0 3 and 3 this weekend. John, what do you have How to say? How about I wouldn't baseball bat your head, okay? <laughs> How about I do that? You see, this happened to come from the Rubio Slugger Museum. Look at that. John Bradshaw Layfield, wrestling god. Only four of these have been made. One was made for Babe Ruth, one for Josh Gibson, one for Hammer and Hank Aaron, one for me, JBL, and I'm going to use this one to bash your head in. Okay, but, John, that doesn't improve your record. At a dinner. Bam! That doesn't improve your record, A, and we'll have to add there, worst picker on rugby wrap-ups, TRO, as well. But anyway, let's not wallow in John's demise as he tries to deflect the fact that he was 0 3 and 3. Whereas the lines were stupid. Nate, you and I, oh, the, the lines were actually from our rugby wrap up staff exceptional because there were three ties. You don't uh, have a staff. Shh. Don't tell anybody. Again, Nate and Gift, let's not keep talking about John's really bad weekend <laughs> and his 0-3-3 record. We're going to stop hey, talking about it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I watched the game with you calling New York, and you couldn't help but say our kicker at one point. I did and not. then you said <laughs> it's 3-3 three three in favor of San Diego. I, I did, almost lost the ability to I did say that. I, I did say it, but I immediately corrected myself, say, well, actually, you can't be in favor if it's tied 3-3, and that was right before halftime. But when I said hour, I meant Major League Rugby's collective hour. Oh, my God. Easy. Hour. What is this? I got, I got accused of being a San Diego homer for this game, okay? So, by New York, how you doing? And last week I was called – the New England Free Jacks media manager by the New York uh, suits, if you will. Okay? It's free, so, it's free jackals, Mike. It's free, free jackals. Free jackals. Free jackals. Free jackals. Free jackals. Have you had, your, uh, have you had any um, uh, Vegemite yet this morning? Or? I did, mate. I had Vegemite toast. Um, <laughs> like, and a coffee. It was good. I, I make It wasn't bags. good. I can tell <laughs> I you right now from experience. It was delicious. It was no, delicious. All right. It was the only thing that got me up in the morning. Okay. And this right. show. 
All right, good. Well, that's when it works. All right, so speaking of the show, let's get on with the action here. Let's go right into this week's picks. We've got Utah, the Mountain Men, off a big victory against the Giltinis. John, of course, picked that one incorrectly. Hosting Toronto, who lost a tough one but did get a bonus point in that loss. Utah, minus seven, John. The Mountain Men, they smashed the Giltinis. A physical, physical game. They played incredibly well. Toronto... I'm not sold on. Uh, I think they play decent or a good team. I think the Mountain Men are a very good team. I'm going with the Mountain Men. And of course, Nate, you did pick that yeah. Utah would smash them, but let's go over to Gift because yeah. I, I know he's going to have something to say about the Mountain people going all that way to the East Coast, the West Coast, or whatever coast he thinks it is. Gift, what's your what's your perspective on this? Look, I told them. I told them. Look. Don't disappoint me again. They heard me. They understood. I, I, I've been trying to give them their chance. They understood. Now, this Toronto team, I told you, don't know who they are because they're Canadians. I mean, because they're Toronto, because they just have been trying to work their way through these things. And it's going to continue as such because the mountain men continue on. Toronto's not getting anything on this. Utah all day. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, as you, you were witnessing, you now have to pay attention to what Gift says because yeah. he was actually three oh and three he was he had he was he, he didn't have a loss on the weekend so you have to sort through it nate he was yeah he was pretty succinct there mate yeah he's, he's been getting better he's been paying attention to me and, and getting a bit better and that's good <laughs> which is bad for ratings okay yeah it is actually gift go back to your bumbling foolishness mate you should still host the show for sure no go doubt. back to where no one understands what you're saying you should still host but Throw some things in where we just don't have no idea what you've said. All right, Nate. Come on. It's minus seven, the Mountain Men. Yeah, I think Utah's going to win pretty easily. I, I've been disappointed with Toronto this year. I thought, you know, Toronto, you know, they had their excuse for staying in Atlanta last year, and that was a fair excuse. It was a hard, hard thing for them. Uh, I know they've been on the road, and they, they've got to get home and get some games, but if every year you just suck on the road and you win at home, you know, you get an 8-8 eight eight team, and I just think they're an 8-8 eight eight team. So I think uh, Utah... Utah wins pretty easily. I think that win in Utah uh, against Dallas really gave them some confidence, and then they went and they bashed uh, LA. So I think they got to keep rolling. Uh, John, you're used to sucking at home and on the road. Uh, just, <laughs> just for folks at home, so you're used to that. But Utah's not. Wait Utah's a not. You live rent free so, in Steve Lewis's ass, and you're saying anything about me? Rent's expensive in New York. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> I'm going with Utah, the Mountain Men. Yeah, minus seven. They're going to crush Toronto. Next one up, L.A. at home, licking its wounds. The walking wounded, the Giltinis welcoming in San Diego. San Diego with a tough loss in New York. And San Diego, I got to say this, they came in, they flew into JFK, got to JFK at 4 p.m. and had a scheduled captain's run at 520 in Hoboken, New Jersey, which was just a stone's throw from Newark Airport, by the way. And they arrived when the snow was blowing sideways and it was 26 degrees. They got to the stadium at 610. I was there. They walked out in the middle of the pitch, did a little bit of laughing, got in a, got in a circle, did a chant, and ran back to the bus. So they had that. They had the time zone difference. Plus, we had the daylight savings thing. And still, they almost pulled this one off. So credit to them. They are... Yeah. They are minus five as the favorite going into the Coliseum, John. This is the battle of the West Coast, man. And this line is actually very good because uh, I'm surprised that uh, minus five going into the Coliseum 
But I think San Diego is the, actually the better team. The Giltinis just play erratic. Great, great players, but they drop too many passes. They try to make too many great passes, and it doesn't work. They feel like a bunch of superstars that are not a team. And so I'm going with San Diego. Uh, gift? Look, I told you at the beginning of the season, L.A. was not going to be the same. Lost too much. Too many stars on one team lost all their cores. But there's one thing that takes away from that overrides anything that has to do with what you started at the beginning of the season. Every butt kicking is pure, unadulterated pettiness. And I do feel this L.A. team is absolutely not going to allow themselves to allow their little brother in San Diego. Even it doesn't matter if San Diego started first. They're the little brother. in this. They're not going to let little brother take them on and come back and beat on them. L.A. is going to probably be garbage most of this season. But they're going to bring out the full force against the San Diego team. And look, look for them to take the points and the win on this. Pure petty power. Pure petty power. Nate. Yep. Mate, he's talking too much sense. Um, this is a tough one. I, I think – I don't think LA's is bad. I mean, they they drop a lot of ball, and but they've got, a, they've got some good, bloody good players there, man. Um, Queen San Diego's looking – Queen boy, yeah. He's not, I don't think he's back yet. I'm in Queen I'll ask. I'll ask at the Queen pub Queen later. Queen I'll ask around the pub and see what's going on. Um, I think I, I do think San Diego's going to win, and I think that they're just playing better and they're getting healthy. You know, and I think uh, LA is really struggling with their, you know, fly half position and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, San Diego. San Diego impressed me, and they're going to back to the warm weather climate. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, the cold weather didn't affect them. They kind of embraced it. Uh, Joe Peterson looked miserable the night before. He said to me, "Don't call my name during the broadcast because I'm going to be lousy." And of course, he was almost perfect. And they lost. And he missed blast. one kick, and they lost by three points. But I'm going with San Diego. They impressed me here. They're a good unit, good bunch of guys. L.A. is still too banged up at too many key positions. They still got the 42 year old at fly half. That, that's not – and he's playing well. Credit to play. him. Right? But yeah. no way. San Diego wins this one. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. I've been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Maybe unfortunately for you, but we're going to continue plotting on. We have Nola hosting New York, and this one is New York on the road, given four points, JBL. It's very simple. They're going down to the gold mine, but Nate's not the coach, so I can't go with Marie <laughs> Laveau and Voodoo and Bourbon Street. I just simply can't do it. Nick Cage has a mausoleum right there by Marie Laveau's grave. That mausoleum might be for the Nala gold after this game. Because Rugby New York is going down there, and they're going to roll them boys. Roll them boys. Roll them boys. Roll them boys. They're going to run rickshaw. Roll them boys. Right. Okay, Gift, I know that this one is really going to pain you. 
because you hate New York and you love Nola. So they're on a two-game win streak, Nate. This uh, Nola, whatever the hell your name is, Gift. You, this is a perfect opportunity for you to pick your team to go th- uh, on a three-game win streak. Look, you know, we 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 took out Seattle. All right, we we took out Dallas. Close. New York just played a. Ah, ah, forgive me on this one because I, 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 ah. It's like the Fonz trying to say he's sorry. Ralph, I was ruined. is is finding their grip. Just right now, their grip is not going to be, it's not going to be for, for probably this week. You know, we're waiting for Atlanta again. Come back around to Atlanta again. You know, so New York at, on the road points. Wow. I'm sorry. Oof. Do you have like a Charlie Chaplin or Fred Astaire reference to go with that other 1970 reference you've got with Henry Winkler? What the hell? We're trying to attract a younger audience here, and you got things from last century. This is an educational show. It's an educational history show of sorts. So, yes, we're here to go to Nate, o- Nate Osborne, Ozzy, Nate Osborne, down in Quimbian, which is in Australia someplace, I think on the well, the right-hand side of, of Australia. Yeah, just below Sydney, mate, near Canberra. Uh, this is a tough one because the gold did really well. We won those two games to put themselves in this position where they knew they had New York coming in, and it's really close to season on the line because if New York wins, they're going to jump three games ahead of them in the standings. Um, I actually think the gold at home with everything on the line, with what they're doing, and the, and with the improvement of the way they've been playing, they're not perfect, but they're getting better. I think the gold will beat them this week. I think the gold will be a close one. Interesting. And, you know. Yeah. And, I, and New, York is, New York, I thought at the start of the year, was the team was going to win it. Um, I just don't think they've been playing that well. All right. No, there's no, I, he's just too emotionally attached to the franchise, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll speak <laughs> clearly for everybody here. New York is a better team than NOLA. They're better than four points, better than NOLA. And New York is going to win this one by at least seven. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Emotionally attached? Nate? I'm not emotionally attached. <laughs> very very good point, John. Good point, John. never picked against New York, ever. Yeah. Dallas welcoming in Seattle. Dallas getting eight points from Seattle. The Seawolves, 8.5. Favorites on the road, John Bradshaw Leafield. I want to point something out that's very important. Nate shows up down in Australia, goes straight to the pub, and starts watching <laughs> rugby. Now, if you're like – And betting the ponies. If you show up at City Park at 9 o'clock and start drinking, they'll call you an alcoholic. But if you show up at <laughs> a golf course or a rugby pub, they'll call you cool. We love Nate, and we love early morning drinking, watching rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. Yes. Early morning drinking, watching rugby. Hashtag. My pick is simple. I got the run, Earl Run jersey on for a very good reason. Texas invented rugby. (laughs) Earl Campbell was a great rugby player. And I got this guitar that happens to be from Billy Gibbons himself. This was the guitar (laughs) that Billy Gibbons sang Sharp Dressed Man about me in the state of Texas. Gift, what do you think about this one? Seattle just connects itself from that black hole broccoli stadium that it has, and I think Dallas is actually going to take the points in this one. <laughs> Seattle's going to get the win. I, I don't actually see Seattle losing this game, but Dallas just has the resilience, and Seattle just underestimates its opponents. Nate, what do you think it, of this one? Yeah. So, 
just so everyone at home knows, Matt skipped me on this turn and we were coming back to it because I picked against New York. It's all getting cut Don't out, edit guys. This, Don't edit it. <laughs> it's all getting cut out. Seattle. Seattle's going to win. I, I, yeah, like Gift said, he's speaking too much sense today. Speaking way too much sense, Gift, today. Uh, I agree that uh, Dallas is resilient, but I think, uh, you know, after they usually come come with one and then they usually let down like they did against New York when New York put 40 on them. I think that uh, Seattle goes down there and blows them out. Next one up, Austin, John. Finally, Austin versus New England. The Gilgronis coming off their first loss of the year to Rugby ATL. Will they bounce back against the Free Jacks, who are freaking hot right now, John? The T-Sippers, very important part of the founding of America up in Boston, Massachusetts. But they're coming down to a country of the state of Texas. And when they do, they're going to get rolled. <laughs> but I still think Austin is the best team in the league. I think the T-Sippers are very, very good. And I think this is going to be the game of the week. This is going to be violent like a mother How about that? Gift. Austin is undoubtedly the best team in the league by far. They needed a break. Last week, you were going to have your letdown game. It was going to be against Atlanta. It went as it was supposed to go. Look at them. Vengeance putt match. This is the worst game for the Free Jacks to actually have to come down to Austin to do. This is the absolute worst one. And you know what? You're going to sip tea and you're going to feel the heat because it's going to be nothing but fire for Austin all day, all night, and then again tomorrow. Nate, it's been like 35 degrees on the average in Austin, Texas, so New England was oh, day and night. <laughs> and New England has been playing in subarctic temperatures in yeah. New England. So mm -hmm. they're more accustomed to the cold. So even if it goes up to 50, I would say New England is still pretty good there. What is your take on this one? Mate, this is a good game. This, is, this will be a tight one. These are two of the top teams. I think uh, I agree that Austin's probably the best team right now. But, man, New England's right there. Last week, if you look at it, uh, the East beat the West 3-0. So everyone's talking about the West Coast Conference, how tight it is, how good they are. I think the East Coast Conference is better, and it usually shows out. I think that uh, New England go down there and win. I think uh, Austin's going to have two losses in a row, and I think uh, New England just does everything right. They just play these the game, the style of rugby, that just they, everyone on the field knows what they're doing, and they, they're a great team. I like New, New England a lot. I'm going with the Free Jackals. I'm picking the Free Jackals, the Quincy Jacks. I'm taking them. Uh, oh, glory. Hosting Atlanta, who smoked Gift's best team in the league, the Gilgro Gilgronies, last week. Atlanta, minus nine on the road, JBL. Let's see you weasel your way out of this one with Paul Sheehy and Chris Dunleavy, your neighbors down in D.C. This is a perfect letdown spot for Atlanta. Perfect. They just beat probably the best team in the league, had a great game, played fantastic, and they're going to play a team that they should beat nine times out of ten. Uh, that being said, I think it's one of those nine times that they win. And by the way, I just got a car from Paul Sheehy, and it is fantastic. It's oh. awesome. Paul Sheehy is the best. Changes your whole perspective, doesn't it? Let's go to Gift, who hasn't yet gotten his Sheehy Auto Stores car and will someday down in Brazil. I mean, look, you know, if you can get it over here, yeah, please, just save me the taxes that have to be paid on it. But uh, look. You know, Atlanta, yeah, they played a great game. They did get – they got absolutely – they they watched they watched Austin. It was good. They finally got that big win, you know. But this week, it continues. 
you're going to wash Old Glory, and they're, they're, it's going to continue to flow. Look, as much as this is a lucky down game, Old Glory just doesn't have the fight. Mate, for the last two years, uh, in my opinion, Atlanta's been the most consistent team. You know, they never have a letdown. They always, you know, the games, if they lose, they're close. If they win, uh, generally they're close. Um, but they just always play. You know what you're going to get out of Atlanta. DC played horribly in the first half against San Diego and then played a really good second half. You know, I wouldn't say great, but good. And they started getting on the front foot. Uh, Atlanta's going to go there and beat them. Uh, I think it's going to be a little closer uh, than some of the other games, but I think Atlanta is too good. They're just they're too consistent, too good. They're going to win. Call me crazy. Call me nutty. You're call crazy. me kooky. How about it? call you a suck up? Go ahead. But go ahead. May, and maybe it's just the good, good feeling that I get every time I slip into my Volkswagen Taos, my twenty-two Volkswagen Taos that I got from Sheehy Auto Stores. But I have a good feeling about Old Glory this weekend, and I think if they might not win, I think they're going to play tough. I think Atlanta might rest some guys and underestimate their their rival in the Eastern Conference, and I think that Old Glory keeps it within nine points. Yeah. Guys, we're out of time, but the fans want to know our Six Nations picks. And here are the, here are the picks. So you, I'm going to give you the games, and you're just going to give me rapid fire the three picks in a row. Wales is giving Italy 27. They're in Cardiff. Ireland in Dublin, hosting Scotland. 14 and a half, Ireland is given the Scots. And finally, France at home in Paris. England going in there, and England is getting eight points. John. Why don't you rapid fire my ass? How about this? How about Wales? Is going to beat Italy, but not by 27. Capuoso is freaking awesome. Ireland wins by over 14 and a half against Scotland. And the French, uh, they're on a mission from God. They're going to beat England and capture the Six Nations crown. Look, it's going to be uh, – I already forgot it. Got it again. Wales, Wales, Italy was nice. Ah, you played a bad Scotland team. Ireland is going to beat uh, Scotland by more than 14 and a half points. And then England is going to get the points, but lose to France. France is going to get the win for the Six Nations. But England is going to be, get the eight points. All right, uh, Nate. Wales, Ireland, France. All right, I think Italy, I agree with John. Italy is going to play that one tighter than 27 points. I think uh, uh, Scotland may give Ireland a little bit of difficulty. Ireland's a little bit banged up. I think Ireland will win that, but not by 14 and a half points. And France and England, I think that's going to be a tight one. But I think France is going to win, but but not by eight points. So I'm taking – I can't take England. I can't take England. I'm going with France. I'm minus in the points. Just A-B-E, baby. A-B-E. On that note, we are fully out of time. I want to thank Mr. Nate Osborne calling in from Australia, Mr. Gift A. Bailu calling in from Brazil, and John Bradshaw Layfield calling in from Hillbilly Flats, Texas. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm Matt McCarthy, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other episodes, including our college rugby wrap-up and our Major League Rugby Highlights show. And please sign up for our newsletter, hit that subscribe button, and sign up for our Rugby Wrap-Up American Red Cross Blood Donor Team.